This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcast. We're back for another week. Um, we're going to be talking with Icon about his new music and everything he has going on later in the hour. But first, <laughs> um, first we're here with John Williamson, old friend of the podcast. Um, we've talked to you before, uh, you know, from some of the other work you have done. But we're going to be talking to you tonight about your new project, Songfinch. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for uh, having me back, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you and I met each other back in the day through Music Dealers. Yeah. Um, where, you know, Dynasty Podcast did a couple projects with Music Dealers and, like, you and Eric Scheinkoff and uh, the whole team there. And now uh, you have this new project called Songfinch. Bring us into what that is and kind of how that came together. Yeah, we launched about a year ago now. So we're... Uh, neck deep in mm-hmm. this concept and idea and it's basically a personalized gifting platform where customers can come share stories memories concepts and ideas and get those turned into a one-of-a-kind song from scratch so in regards to how we came up with it or where it started about four years ago i was asked to be the best man of my brother's wedding mm-hmm. and i had to prepare a best man speech not the greatest at public speaking. So during that time, we were running music dealers, had access to tons of different musicians. Sure. And got one of the bands that he really liked and like told a bunch of stories, how him and his soon-to-be wife met, and inside jokes, things about the family, and the, the band, or one particular guy from the band, created this unbelievable song. So the day of the wedding... I give somewhat half-assed speech. Right. <laughs> um, and then I just tell the DJ to hit play, and you have a room of, like, 100-plus people, like, laughing, crying, and just, like, seeing the power of that. Um, it took years to, like, come up with the concept and, and really say, hey, we're going to dive into this, and can we make that concept into a business model that actually works and can function and be profitable and scale? Like, is the idea bigger than me getting a song for somebody at a wedding and getting excited about it? Is it something that um, we, can, we can communicate to the masses and it becomes more than just, like, a niche product? Yeah, so, so bring us into actually, like, how this service works. Because basically, people are able to go to the website and purchase a customized song, right? Yeah, so you come to the site and, I mean, it's... People, we've sold hundreds and hundreds of songs over the last year, and it's been used for all different kinds of things. So let's say you want to get your wife something special for your anniversary. You're tired of taking her to the same restaurant mm-hmm. or uh, getting her the same like jewelry or flowers or whatever the case may be. So you go to the site, and there's, there's this uh, kind of story experience where... There's a bunch of question and answer and, like, text box stuff where you tell your story. Um, You can be as detailed as you want. The more detailed the stories are, the better the songs usually come out. Um, And then there's some music preference questions. Um, And we have hundreds of musicians from around the world right now 
like incredible songwriters. And based on the inputs, we determine the best uh, musician to bring that song to life, mm-hmm. send over the brief, and within seven days we deliver this song that up to this point has blown away expectations from every single person that's purchased it. So, I mean, that's a really cool service to have as a, you know, as an option, as a company. Like, how are you finding these musicians that you are working with? Because like you said, like, you know, you're coming from a company called Music Dealers that, you know, for a long time was kind of this premier song licensing yeah. production agency in Chicago. So you, you're, no, you're no stranger to work with, like, a large catalog of musicians, but how are you finding the talent pool for this? Yeah, so at Music Dealers... Over the course of building that company for six years, we represented 35,000 artists from 200 countries. That's crazy. So we definitely had access to musicians. Um, I think the musicians that we use for Songfinch or that we partner with for Songfinch, um, it's a different skill set. Based on price points and based on, like, time and delivery, like, we look for musicians who... um, can kind of write, record, and deliver a, a finalized product all by themselves. Within a week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's, it's really crazy because, yeah, we say within a week, and that's when we deliver songs, but it usually takes the average musician that we work with now three to four hours from getting a brief to delivering a final product. That's crazy. So with, with that time frame, like, then the, the financial model of this whole thing begins to make sense. Right now we charge $200 for a song, an artist mm-hmm. gets paid 100 bucks. So when you're talking about three to four hours worth of work, you're, you're, talking, yeah, you're talking supplemental income like driving Uber and Lyft. Right. So the whole concept is to keep artists in the studio. Kind of a gig economy thing almost. Exactly. But then like on top of the, the dollars and cents, you're talking about creating like these unforgettable one-on-one fan connections mm-hmm. that you can't create by releasing a song on iTunes or streaming your music on Spotify. Now, do the customers and clients who like come to you with a song idea, with a song request, do they get to choose who the musician is that they work with? They or is not. it kind of a... They, they, they do not get to pick the musician. Okay. It's more about uh, just the concept of, of bringing, bringing the story to life. It's sure. not, I want to find my favorite musician and, and get a song created from them. It's about the gift. And again, we've, we've, we've developed a system in which every single time we're delivering a song, no one's like, eh, I don't really like that artist. Like the, the quality control comes from the artist selection process. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have really good artists and we know those artists, if you give them that, that single inspiration, that story, they're able to, to write and record something that's really powerful. Are the artists that you're working with, are some of them pitching you guys? They like finding out about the service and then saying like, hey, I want to be part of this too. For sure. I mean, very similar to the music dealer's model. You mm-hmm. kind of start, you, you begin planting seeds and then right. other artists start telling other people about it and they have really good experiences. So yeah, we're, we're fielding, I would say, dozens of inbound leads a week in regards to songwriters. That's wild. So this has been going on, you said, for about a year? A year now. Yeah. When did you start to see some of that traction start to happen where people were really becoming aware of the company and the service that you guys are providing? Yeah. Um, we started to see it right away, honestly. Um, 
you know, when we launched, we launched like this, this beta version of the site where we basically just took like a Google form mm-hmm, and it was a right. questionnaire and we kind of tested the service like that. We had a few musicians that we were working with. We did like this friends and family push, kind of tested out different price points and, and um, just got a lot of feedback. And then when October came, October of last year, and we actually had the, the product that you see at songfinch.com right now, um, it picked up really quick. I think over the holiday season last year, we were, there were some days when we were doing 10, 12 songs a day. That's significant, though, especially yeah, within yeah. the first year. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then things have kind of picked up as we focused on like growth strategy and worked on um, just particular partnerships. There's one partnership that when we put this company together, it was kind of like, you know, you start a company and you write down a bunch of like long tail strategic partners and people mm-hmm. that like, hey, this philosophy and our concept like really match up with. Right. And Hallmark was one of those companies that we wrote down. That makes sense. We're like, hey, this is like V2 of the, of the greeting cart. Right. Um, and probably three or four months ago, we got in contact with Hallmark and they kind of fell in love with the service. And they did a bunch of consumer testing and they came back to us and they were basically like, all right, this is great. Right. But seven days is too long and $200 is way too much. We're like, all right, like, wh- what, what would work for the right. audience? They're like, well, you guys need to, if you guys can solve for um, a guy buying a card at noon and delivering to his wife at six o'clock the same day, and it can be like 10 to $20, then we can talk. Now, is that like, <laughs> does that model work though? Like and, and hold on. Right. And they're like, we want the exact same effect. Like when you just did these example songs and you made this person cry, like it needs to work the same way. So we're like, oh, all right. How, it needs how, to work the same way with a significantly smaller budget and way less time. Oh, it's, it's crazy. And when you talk about 10 to $20, that's like retail price. Right. Their retail is 100% markup. So you're like, uh, how can we make that work for like two bucks? Yeah. So we started, we, we, we were basically going to throw in the towel and be like, hey, this makes zero sense. It's just not going to work. But then we started looking at some of the inputs and some of the data and some of the stories. And like at the time, we probably did like 50 anniversary songs. So we started looking at the stories and we're like, wow, while, while like everyone's love story, while everyone's love story kind of like has unique parts to it, like there's a lot of the same things going on. A lot of overlap. Like everybody loves their significant other's eyes or their smile or their sense of humor. Sure. Like a lot of the same, the same details and the same stories were coming up. So we started to think, can we make a product that's pre-produced so we record a whole bunch of songs? And then just kind of film and the create a user experience, some sort of UI that feels like they're giving input and that input leads to uh, particular lyrics of a song. Like, can we create something like that? So we did, a, we did a test and we started going through a bunch of concepts and like the output and like the reactions that we were getting from customers, it was almost on par with like the songs from scratch. 
So you're able to just kind of have like this this template almost where yeah. like maybe like 60% of it's already like kind of filled in or something yeah, like that. Yeah, in a way. I mean, more so it's like, you know, like some of the questions are like, let's say for an anniversary card mm-hmm. that they release, like, do you guys like to stay in or do you like, are you the couple that likes to go out? So then like those are going to dictate lines in a song. So yeah, so we pitched that idea back and they're like, this, this is amazing. So now in April of 2018, we're about to launch, Hallmark is in 70,000 stores in the United States. That's wild. So we're about to launch a set of greeting cards. We're probably going to start with like anniversary cards and then it's going to go into like general birthday and we'll do Mother's Day, Father's Day and things of that sort. And they'll probably retail for 12 to $15. So when you're and saying, the really cool thing is, so like, you'll buy a card and it'll be like, hey, happy anniversary. And you'll go like, as the purchaser, you'll go through this UI really quick, answer mm-hmm. a bunch of questions and music preferences. You'll land on a song. The song will feel personalized, like you just help contribute to it. Right. And then you're able to like access photos from your camera log or from Facebook and pick a bunch of photos of like you and the person you're giving the card to. So then when you deliver the card, they'll go to the same URL but that URL will have the song and it'll have like a video slideshow of all the pictures and it'll have the lyrics and it'll be... So you got that whole like, like download... Like a supercharged yeah. greeting card. Yeah. Wow, so it really is like this kind of like downloadable content pack. For sure. And then yeah. there'll be a bunch of different ways to share it and we'll get shelf space that says Songfinch and we're going to be hopefully driving people back to this core product. Right. Which we still want to continue pushing and it's this... $200 fully personalized from scratch kind of deal. Now, I mean, obviously there's a huge market for like love songs and anniversary kind of stuff, but like, are you seeing people pitch other concepts? Yeah. I mean, based on our background, naturally we're, we're getting into some commercial stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing like whole music things and we've been doing some brand stuff as well. Um, yeah. But you know, when, when you have a company, like you can, you can throw out a really wide net and do it, whatever comes in and say, hey, we can make money here, we can make money here. But I think like in building companies for the last 20 years, I've learned like that's like the beginning of the end. So, you know, again, for the first year, it's been like laser focused, seven days, $200. Right. Song from Stick scratch. And now we have this like entry level product that's going to be a greeting card. Um, so we just, we got to kind of juggle staying focused and pursuing things that are really cool and the model works for, you know? Yeah. Now, like, you know, you're talking about like all this past experience you have, like how did something like music dealers prepare you for a venture like this? Oh yeah. Music. So I went to, I only went to college for one year. Right. And that was late nineties. And I started a record label in the late 90s, toured with a bunch of musicians through the 2000s. And then Music Dealers came, and that was like the first, the first company that I had in which we were going out for outside capital. Mm-hmm. So, you know, during that time, I think we ended up raising $11 million. We were, the, you know, we had, we were in six cities. We had 60 employees at one point in time. Yeah. So, like, every single thing about that like prepares you for now. You know, you learn how to deal with people, you learn red flags, you like understand 
like enterprise level partnerships. Mm-hmm. You understand uh, fundraising and how to go get capital and what that means and just deal structures. So it's like taking all of that and then getting to start from scratch. Now, like, does it make it exciting when you're starting over? Or is it like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I have to go through all these steps all over again? Um, It's exciting for me. It Mm -hmm. makes my wife crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I remember, like, as we were starting again, she's like, ah, wow, another company. Like, you're just going to start from scratch? Like, how many times are you going to do this? And I'm like, I'm going to continue. Like, right. That that's that's what I love. I love to build. You know, I I, I need to be creating. I need to um, be putting the blocks together, the pieces together, and and seeing what I how, how big that 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 monument can get. Essentially, uh, how is this experience different from some like music dealers? Like this go rounds. It's, it's not your first time making this. What about the experience where you're like, oh, I haven't had to deal with this before. I haven't come across this part of it before. Yeah, I mean, every day there's going to be new experiences. Like comparing it to music dealers, music dealers was business to business. Right. Over here we're dealing business to consumer, and it's definitely a different world. Um, one, it's it's more expensive. I mean, you can hire salespeople and go sell to businesses, but to sell to consumers, you need to spend marketing dollars, or you need to. Um, really build your customers into into advocates to go sell for you. So it's kind of leveraging both of those things. So, you know, we're kind of coming up on the end of 2017 here already, which is hard to believe. Like, the company's a year in. Like, what's on deck for, for you and Songfinch going forward? Yeah, like I mentioned, the, the Hallmark piece. Right. So kind of um, bringing in our... our second product offering which is this much lower price like pre-recorded piece um and just continuing to learn what works and what doesn't for uh getting the idea out to consumers you know um whether it's leveraging influencers getting on podcasts podcasts have been unbelievable for us to be honest podcasts are huge right now and it's weird because it's like you know i've been doing this for 12 years and i've been doing broadcasts for 20 years here um but I've been doing podcasting for 12 years, and I've just never seen a response like there is right now, not just to Dynasty Podcasts, but just podcasts in general. Yeah. Just like the, the response to how many people are aware of podcasts and, and engaging with podcasts now. It's crazy. It's, it's really interesting because the best consumer companies, they seem to kind of leverage like the the undervalued media assets before everybody else. Right. And I think... Right now, we're at like this line in which podcast advertising is going to be absolutely gigantic within the next eighteen months. Yeah, but right now it's like so undervalued. Right. So, I mean, aside from like doing these kind of interviews on podcasts, like podcasts are the perfect medium for us to talk about our product and like play our product and 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 kind of attack that space while it's truly undervalued right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, if we ever want to set up advertising, Dynasty Podcast is always here, man. <laughs> Get some of that Hallmark stuff going on. There we go. Um, so you've got a big year, it looks like, heading into next year. You've got this huge Hallmark kind of partnership that's going to be activating in really significant ways. Uh, how can people get involved with the company if they wanted to, uh, you know, whether they're an artist or otherwise? Like, how can people reach out and become part of this kind of you know, yeah. company. Yeah, you can go to songfinch.com, 
um, at the bottom there's like a musician application so you can jump in and fill that out um, we'll probably get in contact with you right away um, or just email any of us like the company's still so small right like that that's something else that I've definitely learned like um, you know add to the team add to the overhead when you need to rather mm-hmm. than just for the sake of growth so you know we're a couple people just trying to uh, to push this thing forward so people can still get in touch and you don't have to be based in Chicago <clears throat> excuse me no not at all you don't have to be based in Chicago to do this. You can be activating anywhere as an artist, right? Oh, yeah. We have artists from Germany and California, and they're, they're far and wide. Um, you know, before we kind of wrap up, like, have there been any moments, any songs, any artists that you've worked with, anything where you've been like, oh, my gosh, this is the coolest part of getting to do this so far? Yeah. Um, again, I, we've, we've done hundreds of stories, and there was, <clears throat> there was a, a, a moment in time in which, I don't know, like, uh, the, the people I work with hate when I talk about this, but, like, songs will get delivered and come in, and, you know, we'll kind of be part of the story. We, we've read all these personalized details. These people pour their hearts out in these stories, and then right. you listen to the song. So there's, there's a point in time in which you, you walk down peop- in our office, people have on headphones, people are crying. Like, we've created an environment where it's all right. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's all right to get emotional. It's, it's meaningful. It's like I, I, I'm thinking of specific stories. There was just something that uh, a song that we just did. Um, a sister bought a song for her brother, who's a single father and has a three-year-old daughter. And she was like, when I played it for him, like he he had to stop it every thirty seconds because he was just like bawling and he didn't oh want to miss the next lines. We had. Uh, this 40-some-year-old woman bought a song for her father who had two, two to two and a half weeks to live. He, oh, my He gosh. had terminal cancer. And, like, she's, she's written... He's since passed, and she's written us several times. Like, this is the most amazing thing. Like, he still lives on through this song. So there's a bunch of that. Man, that's so, that's so heavy. That's so impactful. But that's really great that you're able to kind of really be the conduit for this for this messaging and, and this, you know, meaningful song. Like, I don't know, these, right. these kind of, like, song even sounds too small of a word, but really these messages that people are able to, like, really hear themselves reflected in. I think that's really significant. That's really cool. For sure. It's, it's, like, it's kind of a new way to communicate, you know? Right. It hasn't really been available like that before. So it's, it's definitely opening up a, a bunch of new avenues for people to tell, tell other people most, mostly songs of love. That's, yeah. That's, that, that's, just that's what we need right now. The though. general theme, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the thing. I, I feel like, if we'd like throw out the price point, throw out the, the dollars and cents and the business model and everything that Songfinch can and will become, it's just, I mean, every single day we're, we're making somebody feel good. And that's something that, I probably couldn't say for any other company that I've had previous to this. And that, that's something that you can kind of hang your hat on and feel really good about. Man, that's awesome. Um, Songfinch, what's the website? Songfinch.com. Songfinch.com, that's easy. Uh, John Williamson, a uh, longtime friend of the podcast, like I said, going back to, 
to the music dealers days and i'm really glad we got in touch for this as well man uh you know the mic's always on like as new things are happening come back tell us about them man thank you so much for coming up appreciate it awesome man keep up the good work thank you you've been listening to a production of dynasty podcast find more dynasty podcasts at dynastypodcast.com for the dynamic dynasty dynasty descend